At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hey, so uh, I'm listening uh, to someone uh, the other day. Someone was telling me uh, something uh, the other day and uh, happened to mention that uh, they had just really uh, bad anxiety. And uh, I thought, um, hmm, uh, that's weird. I thought... uh, Anxiety was just some shit we used to say to uh, be able to get uh, weed from places that uh, made you have uh, medical uh, reasoning uh, for the dispensaries uh, that were required. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World According to Kyle podcast. How's it going, everybody? I am doing great. Uh, You can catch me on YouTube at Kyle Max or searching for TWA2K, on Twitter at Kyleverse, on TikTok, Kyleverse, Instagram, KyleMax86, and Reddit, TWA2K. Questions or topics that you want to see me cover, you can slide into my DMs and send the message that way. You can catch me on YouTube. You can catch me on all your major podcast platforms now uh just excuse me for one minute while i oh yeah because it's my only day off of the week and i'm deciding to bring this podcast to you lovely people out there uh don't mind if i uh crack one and uh enjoy my only day off while i'm still technically working um Oh, so right now, um, I decided to get a little weird with <laughs> my alcohol uh, purchasing for today, and I bought a an 11.6% quadruple IPA from um, the Flying Monkeys uh, Craft Brewery Company. Uh, this particular beer is called Space Age Sunshine, and it's orange creamsicle. Uh, undertones, I guess you would say. Um, and it's very, uh, good. I mean, for an 11, uh, 11.6%, um, you know, like I've had other beers from, uh, Flying Monkey. I think they're the ones that do, uh, Space Invaders that, you know, don't quote me on that. I might be incorrect, but, uh, I've had other IPAs uh, that are kind of lower percentage IPAs, uh, but they, um, you know, they tasted very hopsy, very uh, strong, but they had a lower percentage. Now, with this one, I find that uh, it has an appropriate uh, percentage for the uh, imbalance of a... uh, super hopsy kind of um strong uh beer um i really like it i really uh i really enjoy it now um dumbass me uh i 
I know I didn't know what um, uh, IPA standed for before. I actually thought that uh, IPA standed for like independent uh, production something. Like uh, I thought that IPAs just meant that it was a uh, a independent company that uh, that uh, produced the beer, but uh, now I um, I'm fully aware that it means an India Pale Ale, and that uh, the hops are um, are uh, you know native to uh, India, where they're able to get uh, the flavorization that uh, that uh, you know makes uh, makes it uh, you know a, a unique beer. Um, but you know, cut me a little slack. I mean, I see you know all the IPA companies. There's no like uh, real. Um, there's not usually you don't see many like of the uh, you know blue chip uh, companies with like IPAs. So kind of I just assumed that um, uh, that it was that the it meant stood for some sort of like independent uh, uh, with the I there. Um, now I've had a little bit of liquor before the uh, before I cracked this beer. I think uh, you know it's nice to uh, you know it's nice to have a couple uh, IPAs. You definitely don't want to uh, have your whole um, night drinking IPAs. Like, uh, but uh, you know a couple of them are good. It really helps uh, you know get a get a nice uh, buzz going before. Uh, you know, you start to have, you know, your blue chip, uh, your blue chip beers. And I know they have the, um, you know, liquor before beer, beer before uh, liquor thing. I don't really adhere to that. Um, you know, uh, if I want to drink a beer, a couple beers and then have liquor, I think it's just all about, I don't think you want to have um, a lot of like beer and then switch to liquor. Uh, I think kind of mainly that's what it's for. I've done a mixture of uh, both and, you know, it's it's been all right. And I think it's a good thing when you know that you're really drunk when you forget that uh, that that um, that rhyme that when you when, when you forget uh, beer before liquor, never been sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Now, when you so you know, you're really drunk. When, oh, fuck. Did I do the liquor? What is that? <laughs> it's it's a you know you're fucked up when you can't uh, when you can't remember that uh, you know basic uh, hymn there. Now we got a great program for you. We got amazing topics on uh, this TWA two K. We're gonna talk uh, Canadian politics. Um, we're going to talk, uh, uh, I'm going to give you my uh, top 10 hip hop list. Uh, we're going to talk about wearing pants in the summer. Uh, we're going to talk about tolerance breaks. Uh, we got a lot of shit to uh, go over. Uh, and um, hopefully we have a little time for a uh, story at the, at the end. Uh, but I think oh, I think we'll get to it. Um, it's gonna be um, this is I'm not gonna do one next week. I have some uh, business to take care of uh, next weekend. But the goal was to do um, one podcast every two weeks for this year. 
which uh, that would bring me up to uh, 37, uh, TWA 2K 37. So right now I'm on pace. I'm on pace to uh, to achieve that. The you know railing off um, railing off the last few uh, weeks in a row has really uh, really helped. Um, so you know that's just kind of a loose number. Maybe we'll get higher. Maybe we'll get lower. I feel like these are going pretty good. I feel like uh, you know it's flowing pretty well. I'm coming up with topics. I'm not running dry. So um, you know. I have to take next week off, so just to just to forewarn you, do not uh, you know anticipate since I I think I've done like the last four weeks in a row that I'll be doing one again uh, next week, but um, still on pace to uh, to uh, achieve my goals, uh, which you know it's all you can really do. You have goals, you set them, and you crush them. <laughs> right? Am I right or am I right? Now, going on to uh, the first topic of uh, of the day. So, Canada had a uh, had an election. A uh, Ontario had a uh, provincial election, and the results were. Terrific. Uh, it resulted in um, a severely low voter turnout, uh, like a like a thirty five percent voter turnout, which uh, you always like to see as a big fu to um, politics in general and uh, establishment uh, bullshit. Um, but the better results that happened uh from there uh was del duca and uh andrea Hor horwath uh stepped down as a result of their um inadequacies in um garnering the uh votes needed to oust ford and um despite the low voter turnout ford gained seats um and, and uh gained a majority uh which it was good to see. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> Del Duca, Stephen Del Duca, is so bad that and so fucking robotic that he lost his own riding. He the the place where you know he uh, you know his home uh, uh, riding he fucking lost. Like, how bad do you have to have done for uh, to be able to lose your own goddamn riding? Uh, but, you know, that's just a, a, a reflection of how awful he has been. Um, I know I we talked about on the last episode that uh, this guy, you know, it was uh, bastardizing the uh, Uvalde shooting and attempting to uh, ban handguns in Canada in, in order to, uh, you know, kind of... Um, riding off of the uh, emotions that people had uh, watching what had happened in the States. And I feel like that had a, um, a large thing to do with uh, his like complete fail failing in, uh, in this election. Um, you know, Canada does not have a gun problem. Uh, you know, it, Canada is very reasonable. And, um, you know, when you're trying to say you're going to uh, ban handguns and you're saying you're, you're people, uh, people who 
our law-abiding citizens do not have the opportunity to protect themselves from, because it's not stopping criminals from getting guns. Criminals and gangs can get guns. And the um, the regulation involving handguns is already, like, uh, severely strict. And you have to go through a shit ton of uh, background checks and bullshit just to be able to get a handgun. So what you're doing is that um, is that you're giving uh, criminals the advantage over people who you know are law-abiding citizens. And um, you know this speaks to Trudeau also, who should who you know uh, despite the fact that uh, I'm pro-vaccine. Uh, and uh, don't really get the um, the anti-vax movement. Uh, I don't like Trudeau, and uh, I definitely am not dumb enough to think he's um, a dictator because I actually understand what the word dictator means. But um, Trudeau wanting to ban all guns is overreach, and it's it's. Uh, it's trying to find a problem where there is none, and there is no problem with uh, guns in Canada. Canada does not have a gun problem. It's, uh, you know, trying to um, rally off of the emotions of the uh, current news cycle in America and uh, attempting to gain some sort of populist momentum off of doing so, which is, let's be honest, all Trudeau uh, has been doing um, since he's gotten in power, and that's kind of how he uh, got in power. Well, you know, you don't always get what you want. Uh, you know, Trudeau wants to ban all guns, and you know, hey, what, what, how, you know what I want to ban? I want to ban um, all people who have done blackface from holding the highest office in the country. But you know, we don't always get what we want. You won't see him banning uh, <laughs> banning that uh, anytime soon. It's just fucking insane overreach. It's a type of thing that makes uh, living in Canada shitty. Like, you know, conservatives in Canada, they're like, don't tread on me, but we're already fucking roadkill. Uh, and conservatives are part of the problem. They just put the blinders on like, oh, it's only Trudeau. Only Trudeau is a dictator. Voting for Trudeau is a problem, but it's not that. Conservatives have been doing this shit forever, too. They increase taxes. They increase regulation. They increase uh, red tape. Canada does not have a gun problem. Canada has a red tape problem. It has a regulation problem. And this, this is why nearly every Canadian who hits it big uh, moves the fuck out of Canada when they do, <laughs> you know, um, tons of, uh, ton, I, you know, the list is too big to go on. That's the first thing, uh, you know, most Canadians do when, uh, you know, they hit it big time is they get the fuck out of Canada. And there are too many uh, examples to point out. And, you know, there are tons of things that uh, that we could do uh, instead of this that would actually uh, 
yield better results and not totally piss off a demographic of people who aren't causing a problem to anybody. Uh, you know, let's say uh, for driver's licensing. So um, I, uh, I wasn't driving for a bit and I allowed my license to expire because uh, I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, uh, to um, drive for the tests. And I like I would, you know, I was, you know, moving to a new city and just getting my feet, uh, uh, you know, on the ground and like really worrying about uh, worrying about doing a road test to, you know, get relicensed was the last thing that I was, you know, able to financially consider at the time. So what happens in Canada is um, if you allow your license to expire, you have to fucking start from uh, square one. They treat you as if you're a new goddamn driver again and you have to do this stupid fucking pointless test again and you have to do a stupid fucking same road test again and it's just ridiculous like what you know why can't i just pay a fine and then be treated as uh, as the same type of driver like um that is something the liberals will never consider because they love overregulation. Now, here's another thing that liberals could uh, could do to um, to help uh, improve their image and to help get people on their side is that they can they can uh, insist on harsher vehicular homicide charges. Now, Canada is super soft on crime. We are not uh, ju just on crime like fucking kids who go out and kill uh you know, uh, teenagers who go out and kill kids and kill families because they get behind the wheel and drive too fast, they get a fucking slap on the wrist. They get like less than one year in prison and they're able to drive again in five fucking years. Like, it's ridiculous. Canada needs to, the punishment needs to fit the crime. And uh, 20 years is the minimum that you should be get that you should be getting for any form of uh, um, negligence causing uh, death while you're operating a vehicle for driving drunk and uh, killing someone for um, any sort of uh, stunt driving that's that that ends up killing someone that is um, something that um, we need to be focused on more is to stop being fucking soft on uh, crime because it's really truly embarrassing seeing the families of uh the victims of these, um, whether it be um, vehicular homicide, whether uh, it's just homicide, homicide, um, the um, Canadian justice system is too fucking soft. Uh, and that is uh, more of a problem than guns. Uh, so if uh, if you want to decrease, uh, you know, decrease the amount of homicides in Canada, make make people who abuse it pay make them fucking pay make uh killers uh you know at least spend their life in prison i personally think that if there's evidence that you uh murdered somebody in cold blood irrefutable evidence that uh you caused death to somebody that you deserve death that uh, you do not deserve to stay alive if you uh, have killed somebody. And, you know, that is kind of, um, that,
type of shit is what Canada needs. That kind of shit will decrease uh, gun gun crime, not uh, taking away guns, because people who commit crimes, they're still going to be able to get guns illegally. Hey, because we're right next door to the gun nut fucking capital of the universe. <laughs> now, um, the other part of the... Uh, election that has just passed was Doug Ford's big win. Um, you know, I, I've, yeah, I voted for him and I'm happy that he won. Um, I've had my issues with Dougie. Um, I, you know, um, but, uh, I think he deserved another chance. That's for sure. Uh, he inherited an absolute mess, uh, and he guided us through, uh, one of the toughest uh, periods that most living Canadians have ever had to go through. And, uh, you know, it was extremely tough given uh, the pandemic because he had to piss both sides off. You know, he had to piss off his, his base and he had, and of course the other side is just always going to be pissed off at him. Like, before that, they were bitching that he created new style license plates for Ontario. So, you know, that's the type of low-hanging fruit uh, the left is going after. And, like, you know, I uh, voted for Ford uh, even uh, before. And uh, the reaction from the left when uh, Ford got elected was like fucking like, you know, you elected fucking Osama bin Laden or something like the like the it, but that was at a time when the left was absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, they, they they pushed me to the right at that time. They have scaled back since. And I find myself agreeing with them more. But the left was very. uh very extreme at that time and um and were uh, extremely unreasonable to a guy like uh a guy like Doug Ford. I mean, I think we have the habit of looking at what is happening in the United States and thinking that that those are the problems that uh that um uh Can Canadians are uh dealing with and we should vote the way that Americans vote, but in reality, it's kind of the opposite. Um Canada has uh, extreme, uh, extreme um, liberal liberalization. It has extreme uh, social um, welfare and social policies. And uh, what we need in Canada is to scale back more. We need to become better for businesses. We need to reduce taxes. And this will help increase wages. This will help fucking... Uh, help do you know uh do good for just median size wages and for getting canadians uh more money in their pockets and that's kind of why i voted uh for doug ford and a lot of my friends were pissed off uh, uh that i voted for doug ford i remember having arguments with my friends about uh about this and since then they've come around <laughs> they've come around to uh to Doug Ford and you know this is a guy who uh he's a real person okay Stephen Del Duca is a fucking political robot and I'm glad that this motherfucker this fucking turtle looking motherfucker is going to uh go back into his shell from uh which he came 
And you guys already know my opinions on the NDP. The uh, NDP is, you know, if they had their way, we would all be paying 80% in fucking taxes and we would just become like a social uh, welfare country, uh, fucking nanny state. Uh, that is, um, that is not what Canada needs. Canada needs to look at right now how fucked up America is. If Canada had any sort of reasonable alternative to, uh, to uh, America, uh, I bet you people who are thinking about moving to America would flock here. And I bet you a lot of Americans would, uh, who are sick and tired of, um, you know, um, watching people get murdered all the time would flock here also. Well, we don't have that. Instead, we want to get more tighter on guns and have more uh, red tape and more over-regulation. And that is what the opposite of what Canada needs. So we have the opposite problem. Canada does not have, uh, you know, we have, okay, we have some uh, problems with uh, racism, but there aren't cops killing uh, people in cold blood. And there's not this attitude of, like, you should be grateful for being fucking, uh, you know, for being born here. And you should fucking, like, you know, you should suck our dick any way we tell you to for uh the opportunity to uh, to live in Canada. And that's the problem that's wrong with uh, America right now. And we have the opposite problem. And people on the left need to realize this, you know, unionizing everything and having every fucking business become a goddamn union uh, is, you know, is not is not the way uh, to move forward. Now, there are some. Uh, some businesses that maybe need to. I mean, I think it's happening a lot in fast food because, uh, you know, fast food is fucked. I mean, like uh, pe the people in fast food work extremely hard. And I think uh, and on top of that, they have to deal with so much shit from people and they don't even get tipped. To me, I think there's no good reason that if you're tipping a keg uh, waitress or waiter, um, 15% for your meal, then why does the same not apply to fast food chains? Here's another thing that uh, the liberals could do is that they should make, uh, they should, uh, you know, make, you cannot not suggest to tip for a, uh, for a fast food place. Like you, you know, when you uh, go on the ATM, you have to, you should be able to ask if you would like to tip because it should be encouraged because uh, you, you know, you're only going to get uh, one or two bucks per person, but the amount of volume that you do is uh, so insanely high that it would make up for it. And, you know, I truly believe that if you are not, if you do not want to tip, people who are serving you food, then you should fucking make your own goddamn food. It shouldn't be like you are not expected to tip here, but you're expected to tip here. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, a uh, uh, keg server has to, you know, has to fucking lick your asshole just the right way when they're uh, verbally, when they're, <laughs> when they're serving you. And a fast food worker has to just bang, 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 work, work, work and super, you know, high stress, high intensity, uh, labor, I mean, but doing more volume and make it and th with things that are easier to, uh, cook and put out to me, it's all the same shit. 
To me, it's you uh, not making your own food, having other people make it for you. And just because it's fast food, you don't think that uh, it merits a tip. Uh, I don't buy that. I, and uh, and companies should uh, should um, encourage uh, tipping in fast food places. I don't see why it's this uh, it's this thing where we you know we uh, people are encouraged to do it. Uh, the one way, but they're not encouraged to do it the other. And I think ultimately, um, ultimately, that is why we are seeing uh, unionization in the fast food industry. Now, to me, uh, I don't think people would seek unionization if you were running your business uh, well, if the business was run um, with the best interests of the employees and the customers in mind. Now, I personally do not seek union gigs because um, I do not believe that unions are a meritocracy. Um, I do not believe that unions reward the best people. What unions do is that they reward the people who have been there the longest, and it makes it harder to fire people based on uh, based on time served. Now, the place that I'm working at right now, uh, I was at a union job before, and right when I was there, I wasn't even there for two weeks, and you get people who, you know, fat fucking people who, you know, are just bitching at you because they know they can because they, you know, they've slaved away there for uh, 10 years, but they, you know, they can't physically show you how to do a good job. They're just, you know, they've just, you know, put in the time and that's not fair. That's not a meritocracy. This is why I do not uh, support, uh, support unions. Uh, I feel like, um, you know, and this is when I say I am center right, like in a lot of you will see, you'll, well, hey, you're anti uh, guns, you're this, you're that, you know, you're left wing. No, I'm not uh, left wing. I am very center right. I just believe that, uh, that when something becomes a problem and enough people are pissed off, or if there's, um, some sort of social issue that isn't affecting anybody that we can that we can move on and enough momentum has been generated that you should move on it. I believe in having a, having a soft hand, not a hard hand when uh, when when you are uh, on the right because you know the right uh, is conservative. It's uh, you know your job is to um, protect the established values that. Um, uh, that make the country run. And if enough people are uh, moving in a different direction, then I have a soft hand and I say, and I analyze the situation. I say, okay, um, you know, what is the downside to being against this? And if there's not much of a downside, and if it's just about letting people, uh, you know, be themselves or uh, not discriminating against people, then uh, then that's where I have the soft hand. And I, uh, and I, and I allow it to pass. Um, now, this is where my center right comes in. When I do not like uh, how unions have um, how unions have evolved over time. I thought that there was a need for them uh, back in the day when you know companies were basically uh, slave drivers, and uh, when um, 
and when you know workers really had to uh, fight for their rights. Um, but you know you can't do the, that sort of shit anymore. You can't um, you can't get away with that. And uh, and now just unions have gotten a little uh, a little too crazy, and that's kind of why. I personally don't seek union jobs because I'm the type of person who, you know, I didn't find my way. I didn't find the place that I wanted to live in for, you know, uh, for years. And uh, and so if I'm getting into a gig, then, you know, I bust my ass there and I prove and I prove myself. So if I bust my ass for a year and do harder work than people and uh, I'm not going to move up just because of my seniority is absolutely uh, ridiculous. And that's kind of why I don't seek uh, union gigs and why, uh, why it doesn't uh, work for me. So uh, moving right along. Um, now, this next topic, I, I was really excited to, uh, to talk about. Um, and I knew this was going to be a... Uh, a topic for my uh, for my upcoming uh, show with like on Monday. Um, now uh, let me uh, let me uh, give the quick uh, story behind it. Um, so yeah, I seen a um, I seen a uh, tweet shared where um, Will Compton, I believe, uh, is a football uh, football player, uh, shared his <laughs> his. Um, his top 10 uh, hip hop uh, artists. And uh, it was like a very, uh, let's just say this very whitewashed. It was, it was a, a super whitewashed um, top 10 rappers uh, of all time list. So let's, let me count right here. One, two, three, four. He has five. <laughs> He has five white guys on his uh, on on his top ten uh, list of all time. So let me uh, let me rail them off real quick. So Eminem, Mac Miller, Biggie, Beastie Boys, Tupac, Jay Z, NF. I don't even know who the fuck NF is. Little Wayne, MGK, and uh, J Cole. So you know <laughs> that is just ridiculous to me to have. Um, to have that shows like a um, just a very poor under or a you know very white uh, understanding of hip hop and a very biased uh, look at hip hop you know just kind of seems like he's like uh, okay what white dudes can I say are good at hip hop and you know. Well, I'm I'm about to share my list, and uh, you know I think I have one wh white guy in my top ten, and you know, hip hop is a you know, black it, you know an urban thing, um, you know, and it that is how it was created, and uh, and so like you have to kind of uh. uh you know, go with that. And that is what kind of like, I mean, to, you know, to say like white dudes are the like best, you know, at hip hop, that's like fucking, you know, a black person like saying, oh yeah, my, you know, top uh, 
rock acts of all time are Jimi Hendrix, uh, <laughs> you know, Jimi Hendrix, um, uh, Danko Jones, Lenny Kravitz, uh, like just, <laughs> just go, <laughs> just going off and railing like the, you know, finding any, uh, black rocker you can and trying to shoehorn them into, uh, into, uh, your list of, uh, favorites. Now, um, let me start by saying my hip hop uh, top 10 is not going to match a lot of people, uh, a lot of people's. It's going to piss people off. But, uh, you know, I was inspired by Will Compton's list and I decided to create my own IDGAF, uh, what you think, uh, hip hop list. And uh, just real quickly, my qualifications and what I uh, what I. Um, go for and what I what I um what I looked for is like number one is um I have to listen to it a lot if uh you know if I don't um if I if I don't listen to it a lot um obviously I'm not gonna have it on my list. Uh I have a primary emphasis on lyrics. I'm a lyrics guy um and uh I like good voices uh i like uh funk i like if you're funky and kind of my last little uh rounding off is uh usually beats beats are like a nice compliment to um to uh you know to all of that stuff which i uh hold all that prior stuff which i hold in higher regard so Without uh, without further ado, this is uh, the TWA2K top ten uh, top ten hip hop acts. Number one, Tupac. Uh, I just think like you know he is king. Um, you know he had, uh, and it's a shame that he got taken from us. Uh, you know I uh, stated before in prior podcasts that i think if i could bring two p if i could bring uh one person to life that uh has died that would have had a um an incredible impact if they had on society had they stayed had they stayed alive uh you know uh there it would either be between uh kurt cobain or uh tupac shakur and just he has the uh incredible balance of you know of a great voice uh great flow um and really having and really uh really needing to uh to say something he feels like uh it feels like he just has to uh has to tell a story and has to uh has to tell you what's on his mind and has you know things that are deeply troubling him about uh society and the world and you know ultimately i he's king and you cannot uh no one has taken that crown from him and uh you know uh yeah, like changes is one of the most uh impactful and powerful uh and you know uh you know self-reflection uh songs of all time and like uh just you know, I I honestly, I, you know, I kind of uh, 
hold him in higher regard because of like, you know, if, if we have just even five more years of him, the uh, amount, like what he would have uh, done for the world uh, would have been just insur insurmountable. What he already did uh, uh, and already his songs were, you know, extremely powerful. And uh, that's, you know, and ultimately he had just such a great balance of, uh, of flow, of intellect, of uh, rhythm, of a good voice. Um, and, you know, for that, you cannot take his crown away. You cannot say anybody is uh, better than Tupac in, in my regard. Now, now um, the second one I'm about, to, uh, I'm about to bring up. This is a TWA 2K and uh you know ultimately uh i have to go with things that have really been a uh, personally motivating now i would never put anybody above tupac but uh this rapper uh this artist is somebody who has been uh incredibly influential on me personally and um ha has really kind of uh just shown me something different has really um inspired a love of intellect um a love of knowledge and uh you know i like things that really kind of inspire me like i do not get uh inspired by these generic hip-hop songs that you hear on the radio um you know, I'm really inspired by people who, you know, dive deep into uh, into their soul and that and dive deep into their minds and really uh, and really, you know, shoot to, um, you know, uh, like like Jesus Shuttleworth and uh, he and he got game when, you know, where they throw the ball out of a goddamn stadium. Now, my second. Uh, greatest hip-hop uh, act, TWA2K, greatest hip-hop artist of all time is Cannabis. And I, I implore you to find a better two back-to-back -back albums in a row than uh, Mike Club and uh, Rip the Jacker. Now, these two albums are just peak hip-hop, in my, in my opinion, are just... They threw the ball, they threw the javelin out of the goddamn stadium, okay? That was just, uh, you know, I, I still listen to, these, uh, to this shit to, to this day. Before I go on uh, and do my pods, before I go to work, uh, I, you know, I, I bump this shit. And, you know, he just, uh, cannabis just totally, um, you know, it's like a lyrical encyclopedia and has just so much um knowledge and i was listening to him even back in high school and like the amount of uh of things that uh he brought up that uh, i in turn went in uh research like he inspired uh more of a love of knowledge and inspired me to uh go on my own path and uh go and and that you know learning uh learning was cool <laughs> and uh you know more than any other like 
even white artists like uh ha has done which is like you know he kind of you know he kind of uh he ha he has such a deep intellect and a uh and a uh and such a deep knowledge about ancient history and about um you know modern science and like bringing up concepts that i had uh, that nobody was talking about like you know uh you know ancient egypt and like um uh quantum mechanics and like uh and uh you know the universe and uh uh physics and <laughs> and like you know just listening to one of his songs and um and dissecting uh what he's talking about like if you fucking um look at a song like uh, poet laureate 2 and uh and just try to even understand half of the shit that he that he was talking about in it like you will not be uh worse off for having uh for having done so and uh i was at a you know a uh, period in my life where i was um i was really kind of you know my girlfriend had just broke up with me and like uh, uh kind of the internet was just popping off and i remember just like uh looking up some things on Wikipedia that he was talking about and, um, and like, and like really, uh, helped kind of put the pieces together of what is, uh, what's special and what's, um, amazing about, about being a human, uh, <laughs> you know, on this planet, in this, uh, in this galaxy, uh, in this, in this universe. And, um, this may be just a personal thing for me and i know not many people would uh would have him uh even in their top tens and so high but uh he was deeply inspirational to uh to me and to uh me becoming becoming the person that i am today so um like i said if you want to uh if any if you want to listen to his shit i would say like um uh back to the two back to back albums that you could play all the way through that are absolutely incredible that uh are uh Mike Club and uh Rip the Jacker. Those two albums which he which uh he released uh back to back just absolutely uh mind blowing. Absolutely just <laughs> you know, you're off in a you're off in another universe. Now he had a uh uh 2000 bc which was also a, an incredible album uh which was prior to those uh to those two but that kind of really set you know his style and his tone for uh for the upcoming albums and it's really incredible i mean you know this is my idgaf list so i don't give a fuck what you think he <laughs> he you know he deserves uh every uh goddamn right to be where he is on my list now um number three now uh the twa2k um number three hip-hop um hip-hop acts of all time would be the wu-tang clan now uh it's kind of hard to uh to parse between uh, which ones are the are my favorite, um, you know, uh, Wu Tang Clan as a whole was great together, but they also had 
solo acts, which were also really great. And I kind of um, go between different ones. Um, I had points in time. I think my first favorite was Method Man. And uh, then I went on. I like. I really, you know, had an ODB kick later, and then <laughs> and then um, RZA, and then uh, I think if I had to, you know, gun to my head, I would say Ghostface is my favorite uh, favorite of all time. I remember uh, <laughs> when I was uh, I was in grade school, and uh, you know, everybody was like kind of listening to like. Um, uh, you know, like Hot Boys and fucking like uh, like Busta Rhymes and like uh, Eminem and all that and all that shit. And uh, like I remember, I was <laughs> my friends would make fun of me for listening to uh, to Supreme Clientele by uh, by Ghostface Killer, which, in my opinion, is one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. <laughs> so. And I think like people have that has kind of stood the test of time. I remember my one friend was, uh, you know, making fun of me saying "share shit la ghost" uh, <laughs> for because that was like the one his like hit single off of uh, Supreme Clientele. But um, but it was I mean like Supreme Clientele is like I like, front to back like how could you argue that uh, that is not an elite hip hop uh, album? I mean, as for the rest of uh, Wu-Tang, man, I was big on, big on every single one of them. Um, and uh, even Master Killa had, you know, his one album, No Set Date had, had some bangers on it. Um, so, I mean, I would say if uh, you have a top 10 list and, you know, you don't have Wu-Tang or at least uh, one of the Wu members on uh, on your list that, you know, I really question your uh, <laughs> your uh, hip hop list, which uh, the uh, the Will Compton's hip hop list did not include any Wu-Tang members, but included uh, Machine Gun Kelly. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> another, uh, yeah, there were another group like uh, RZA, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Digital, Birth of a Prince, uh, Method Man, like his work with uh, Red Man, uh, Ghostface, fucking, uh, you know, Iron Man, fucking, uh, like, the, the amount of uh, music and good music that they produced is just unfathomable. And RZA, RZA is incredible for being as good of a rapper as he is and producing as good of beats as, uh, as he produced. Like, I mean, you know, there, they have a saying in Wu-Tang where, you know, we form like Voltron and uh, Jizza is a genius. Now, I love Jizza and Legends of the Liquid Sword and uh, and, and all that, but uh, and the regular Liquid Sword. But I mean, Rizza is, you know, what uh, what forms uh, Wu-Tang and like, man, if you if you ain't down with uh, <laughs> if you ain't down with Wu-Tang, I mean, uh <laughs> I don't know what to say. I would highly, uh, you know, recommend, you know, maybe spending the next year of your life listening to like all of their, all of their fucking great shit. <laughs>
Next up, so number four on the TWA2K hip hop acts of all time is a Jigga Man. Uh, you know, I think uh, before, you know, I was very anti-commercial. I was very uh, anti, uh, you know, what narrative and whatever people uh, thought was like the best shit that was bumping uh i was very against that and i took a little too hard of a turn against jay-z like i only listened to his kind of hits on the uh on the radio and kind of uh went off of that but late you know as i uh as i grew older and started you know listening to blueprint one and blueprint two and the, and like all of the black album and the shit before that is men. You cannot deny this guy is a top five, uh, hip hop act of all time. He has, has multitudes of, uh, of terrific songs. And it's not just, and it's not just his hits. It's not, it's not just his hits. His, uh, you know, his, uh, his, he has, deeper shit and uh you know uh ain't no love in the heart of the city you know uh song cry like uh you know he he's not just um he's not just one dimensional in uh in creating uh hits and you know he's uh he's an incredible uh lyricist incredible flow uh just an incredible talent all all around and uh you know i can't in good faith um I can't in good faith not include not include Jay-Z in my top 10 uh in my top 10 list of all time. He deserve he deserves to be there and you know, it's nice when somebody has good hits and they have good uh good non-hits on their album and you know, I think like for a uh for like a 3 or 4 or even 5 run uh album run that you know, he just had like, like listenable, uh, bangers, like all the way through, you could put on one of his albums and, uh, and just vibe. And, uh, it takes a very special, uh, a very special talent to be able to create a whole good album. And as we've seen hip hop evolve, um, you just don't get that. Anymore. Um, you get one, maybe two, and if you're lucky, three hits from an album. But you cannot play an album all the way through anymore. It's just it's just impossible. There's too much filler. There's too much uh, nonsense. There's too much garbage. Okay, number five, uh, greatest TWA 2K hip-hop acts of all time is Outkast. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, I love me some Andre 3000, but Big Boy is such a great compliment to him and is such a, uh, they have, they provide such a great balance. And while Stankonia was, uh, the like, you know, best selling, um, ultimate, uh, you know, outcast album, take a look at all their stuff prior. Take a look at their albums prior in, uh, ATLians and, uh, and shit like that. It's just like, they were an incredible duo. What an incredible uh, Atlanta 
duo. And, you know, while I lean a little more to uh, Andre 3000, you know, I think he's just, he's just funky as fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, and is such a underrated, uh, such an underrated lyricist and brings so much like life and funk and uh, dynamic to, uh, to the songs that, uh, that he, that he's in, that it's just, you know, Outcast is a, you can throw Outcast on in any, uh, any party in any situation and have people vibing, even though it's shit from like 20 years ago or whatever, like you can't help, but like bump, bump to these, uh, to bump to these, uh, jams, man. Like it's, you know, they're truly out there and they're truly, funky and they truly had did something different and you could really tell the industry was really against them and really uh did you know against giving them awards i know they had that one award ceremony where the person like the spoke out against them uh receiving receiving the award but man they were they were truly something else and and uh and uh truly had like uh you know uh deep things to say which is uh, you know, one thing that uh, that I look for is your soul, and uh, you have like you know the problems of the world really burden you. You hold the weight of the world on your shoulders, and while they can be funky and have party jams, and like you know, they still have a message underneath it, and they still have these super uplifting songs. But you you know go deeper into the lyrics, and it's a little. And it's a little more than that. It's a little more than just like, uh, you know, funky, uh, you know, party beats when you dive into the lyrics. Now, moving right along to my uh, number six, it would be number six. I have the Beastie Boys and uh, they are. Let me check real quick. Yeah, they're my only uh, white uh, top ten uh you know, hip hop acts of all time. Um, I just think they have so many good songs and, um, and really kind of like, uh, put, you know, white style hip hop on the map, like the, you know, in a way that, um, they did it so that, you know, it had a unique identity. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't vanilla ice trying to sound like MC hammer it was something that was just on its own. It was unique. It was, um, it was, uh, understanding. They weren't just trying to bite off of hip hop culture. They were, uh, they tried to really, uh, brand, brand themselves as a, as you know, you know, something that was, that was different while still embracing, uh, a hip hop culture. And they had, uh, they were more rock based before, but they transitioned into a into a very uh, hip hop oriented beat. And Beastie Boys were one of the first bands that got me or groups uh, that got me into hip hop and uh, and uh, have so many uh, so many good tracks. So like yeah, and uh, they are often underrated and shit on by. Um, by hip hop for because you know Eminem is you know that everybody points to Eminem as being uh the greatest 
white artist, but uh, I do not uh, have Eminem in my top 10. Uh, I have Beastie Boys in my top 10. I th- I just find that they, uh, they're, you know, they really, um, they're, re- they're really funky. They're really uh, unique. They, uh, they understand, you know, who, you know, they understand who they are. They, uh, they understand, you know, uh, you know, uh, what they're good at and they're, and just really uh, a really great listen, no matter which uh, Beastie Boys uh, album you put on. They're definitely one of the bands that got or bands that got me into hip hop, and uh, and and you know I still put them on and listen to them uh, and listen to them to this day. My number seven hip hop act of all time is Tech Nine. Uh, Tech Nine is just—he's even still putting out stuff today that is really uh, incredible. Uh, he had a gospel uh, background, uh, and uh, he can sing and he can uh, speed rap, and um, just has a really, um, really unique style. And uh, you know, he had a really unique following uh too where like you know he was another uh band that was alienated a lot by hip-hop uh traditionalists but really kind of um didn't give a fuck like uh absolute power um in my mind was like an amazing amazing um hip-hop album and was and tech nine was super uh uh, uh, underappreciated by uh, both the hip hop and the and the rock communities, and uh, he really kind of carved out his own niche. Like he can sing, plus he can uh, plus he can rap, and has just incredible um, like you know great beats to kind of um, facilitate uh, you know what he's good at. Um, for my number eight best hip-hop acts of all time i'm throwing m.i.a um now i heard someone recently say that she has is a one-hit wonder now i do not think that at all um i think if you go through her catalog she has uh incredible full albums and uh uh awesome songs that aren't just paper planes like uh, Bucky Dun Gun, Ten Dollar Bingo, Fire Fire, Ganglang, uh, Galang, uh, Ombre, um, fucking. My, but my favorite, <laughs> my favorite uh, MIA song of uh, of all time is Tequila, and that is just like I do not know who write who is responsible for her beats, but I mean like between her beats and her style and her funk that she. Uh, that she brings uh, to the table is just uh, is just incredible, and I think like you know for her to kind of like for like for me to be able to go and be able to listen to like twenty five songs by her, and uh, and when she's like on a track with like other artists, she sticks out like a sore thumb and just absolutely like just absolutely wrecks any uh, any beat she is on. And for me to be able to sit there and isolate like uh, 25 songs or 20 songs from any uh, individual artist and they are not your like hits that you're known for, 
that's pretty fucking special. Um, normally, most of the time, it's like your hits are your hits, and uh, and that's it. And uh, you know, and that's what people know you for. And uh, you know, I implore anybody who uh, feels like MIA is a one-hit wonder to uh, check those tracks that uh, that I was talking about and to listen to her full albums. Here, I'll give you more. Uh, Born Free, Borders, Sun Showers, Story to Be Told, Meds and Feds, Bird Flu. Like, I could go on. <laughs> it's just, um, uh, she's very uh, special. She is the, uh, and she is, in my opinion, the greatest, uh, you know, female hip-hop act of all time. And that being said, I could not, uh, I could not leave her off of my top 10 list because uh, it's, goes according to how much I listen uh, to them. And my number nine hip-hop act of all time is Canadian um, and was very influential in me moving to the Toronto area. It was very uh, influential in me taking pride in Canadian hip-hop and Canadian artists. And that person is chaos. Uh, I think I think chaos is a supremely underrated uh, hip-hop act. And I think chaos in the album Joyful Rebellion is probably one of the most underrated hip-hop albums of all time. And, um, you know, has... Uh, has so much soul and so much uh, so much to say and is very uniquely Canadian. But like while having, you know, uh, great hits has great non-hits also. And uh, Chaos is just one of those uh, one of those people that is just has a uniquely Canadian uh, distinction to his art and uh you i i really personally respect that and uh you know really um is really inspirational is really deep um and uh you know i i can't leave him off my list because i you know joyful rebellion is an album that i still play front to back all the time number 10 my number 10 um hip-hop artist of all time for the twa 2k is the baby? Uh, I really am loving the baby now. He is just—he's just something else. He's got such a fucking incredible voice. He's, you know, got such funny and uh, and um, and uh, interesting lyrics, and is really like um, is really a great uh, one of the great new acts that uh, has come out, and I'm really interested to see how. Uh, how the rest of his uh, how the rest of his career uh, goes for him to kind of start out so hot is uh, you know rare like you know more normally there's like such a there's a buildup in where it's not just you're just fire right away he's just fire right away and <laughs> immediately instantly has me uh, compelled to uh, listen to more of what he has to say. So that's my top 10 from, uh, let's uh, roll over it again. So from one to 10, Tupac, Cannabis, Wu-Tang, Jay-Z, Outkast, Beastie Boys, Tech 9 
MIA, chaos, and a baby. So you don't like it? IDGAF. <laughs> and now here, here's some uh, quick honorable mentions. Uh, so I'll give an honorable mention to Swollen Members, another Canadian hip hop act, which has great albums and are very uh, underrated. Honorable mention to Big L, rest in peace. Uh, we were really robbed of him uh, in his um, freestyles that he has uh, are absolutely incredible. Uh, su a supreme uh, lyricist. Uh, I'll give another honorable mention to Scarface, uh, The Fix, one of the best hip hop albums of all time, a top 10 hip hop album of all time. Uh, and I'll give another honorable mention to Ishan, uh, the Unholy, one of my personal uh, personal favorites, uh, was rapping ever since he was like 14 years old or something from uh, the Detroit area, and uh, really just um, has you know it, you you could go through his entire catalog and a lot of uh, if you go through a lot of it, there's a lot of filler in there, but he also has like you know 25 to like 30 uh, really good high quality songs. And another uh, uh, honorable mention to Azalea Banks. Uh, she really kind of uh, is really funky, has great hits, and uh, you know I find myself uh, I find myself listening listening to her a lot. So that concludes uh, my top ten uh, hip hop acts of all time, the TWA two K, if you will, uh, hip hop acts of all time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, letters to the complaint department can be sent to uh, idgaf fucking dot fu. <laughs>